You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Uh, okay. You know, I was so happy <laughs> through the first four weeks of the Razorback football season, as we all were. And uh, I thought that, you know, this was turning into possibly a year of not only just being better than what they were the previous season, but maybe even getting to double-digit wins for the first time since 2011. You know, I thought that 10-2, and two, the way the team started, was extremely possible. And, you know, even maybe 9-3 and three with a bowl victory could get you to 10 wins. You know, I, I thought that that was the case. And when Arkansas started 4-0, I would have been hard-pressed to think that Arkansas would lose three straight. Maybe lose one to Georgia, you know, for sure. I mean, they're the best team. Possibly to Ole Miss, maybe, but they wouldn't lose all three. They would win at least one of them. Uh, but that didn't happen. <laughs> Arkansas is now officially 4-3. and three. They have dropped out of the top 25 after losing to Auburn over the weekend at home, 38-23. to 23. And all of us are kind of scratching our heads. Not because we think that the team's bad or anything, or not because... Uh, you know, given the expectation before the season started that all of a sudden everyone's disappointed and thinks that, you know, they're, they can't get the job done. Sam Pittman's a bad coach or anything like that. I don't know. Maybe some of you are feeling that way. But um, it's weird. It's weird. Because, like, if you look at the last three losses, they haven't been created equal. You know, like, Arkansas losing to Georgia, they just got punched in the mouth and they had no answer. Just straight up no answer. It was just... D- destruction from top to bottom overall awful and then losing Ole Miss it was just a crazy back and forth offensive performance by two great quarterbacks and Ole Miss just happened to get the edge because they Arkansas couldn't convert on the two-point conversion like it came down to that simply and you know it was kind of like okay well you know that sucks but then the Auburn game Arkansas loses by 15 points 38-23 And I look at the stats, which, you know, sometimes the stats tell the story. But look at these stats. Arkansas had 29 first downs compared to Auburn's 20. Arkansas converted 10 of 19 third downs. Auburn was 4 of 10. Arkansas had 460 total yards compared to Auburn's 427. Arkansas had 232 rushing yards compared to 135 from Auburn. Both teams had a turnover. Arkansas lost a fumble. Uh, Auburn threw an interception. Arkansas had less penalties than Auburn. And Arkansas dominated the time of possession 34 minutes to 25 minutes, roughly. 25 and a half to 34 and a half, roughly. And it was like, okay, so Arkansas's doing great. Like, they're, they're doing really good. But there was just a few things that made the difference in this game. A few plays that made the difference in this game. First off, Arkansas being 0-3 on fourth down conversions. That's bad. You cannot have that. You cannot have it in any regard. And they were fourth down in short situations for the most part. That is really annoying. A team that prides itself on toughness, a team that has done a good job of rushing the ball, 
for some reason or whatever reason, can't get fourth and short. Can't have it that way. Just can't do it. Arkansas and pretty much a three-minute span had two disastrous plays that ended up resulting in two touchdowns for Auburn. One of them being K.J. Jefferson getting hit in the end zone when he was back there and fumbling the ball and Auburn recovering it for a touchdown. Arkansas then goes three and out. The next possession kicks it over to Auburn, and then Auburn throws a bomb on their first play uh, for another touchdown. For So 14 points right there just based on two major plays within like a three-minute span, less than three minutes. And also some officiating gaffes, which we will talk about here in just a second. But either way... I don't feel like Arkansas was a worse team than Auburn. I still don't think Arkansas is a worse team than Auburn. But Arkansas just has this knack. And I've noticed this, especially in the past few games, this past few losses that they've had. They have a knack for just having one or two plays decide the game. And I know that's cliche because you could say that about a lot of college football games, but Arkansas and against Ole Miss and Arkansas against Auburn, I still feel like overall Arkansas is a better team than what was shown. I feel like if you these teams played each other 10 times, Arkansas would win the majority of them. That's how I feel. But they lost these. And it's really frustrating because you feel like this team is better than what we've seen. They're better than losing to Auburn by 15 points, which those two big plays, you know, shows you kind of the difference that was made. But due to some questionable play calling on fourth and short, uh, due to some defensive breakdowns, and due to some, again, uh, officiating gaffes that could have really made the difference, and also missing field goals and whatnot, it's just, it's annoying and it's frustrating. Is what, is what it comes down to. It's just absolutely frustrating as a Razorback fan to feel like you're sitting at four and three, but you're good enough 100% to be six and one. You're good enough to be six and one, but you're not. And we have, all have to accept that. But this game was extremely frustrating. Arkansas gets UAPB this weekend, which will be a win, and then they will have a bye week heading into the final stretch. So five and three heading into the final four games of the season is not uh, the worst position to be in, believe me. But this has certainly not been what you were hoping or what I was hoping to see out of the Razorbacks, especially after starting 4-0. and I think we all expected a little bit more than what we've seen so far. We'll talk about some of the officiating gaps here in just a second, but all you college football fanatics, have you heard of prize picks? It's the Daily Fantasy Made Easy. I love it. You love it too. Let's be honest about it. It's the leader in college sports daily fantasy, and it offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all of the star players of the Power Five as well as the mid-major players that you may not even heard of. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries as well, and you can use the award-winning app in both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and it's that easy. Prize Picks is safe, offers fast withdrawals, so don't hesitate today. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code Locked On, or go to your App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is the daily fantasy made easy. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, I, I want to talk about the uh, officiating in this Arkansas and Auburn game, and also in general, uh, because 
we we talk about this and we did last year in the podcast too and i want to bring it back up uh in in this segment which let me first say i am not saying that the officiating caused arkansas to lose this game not like they did last year against auburn like, i'm not saying that so let's just get that out of the way before everyone starts you know throwing things at me I'm not saying that the officiating is the reason that Arkansas lost this game. But I am saying that it did have an impact. And and there's no denying that. That pass interference call where the ball was about 10 yards out of bounds and the Auburn player didn't even make an effort to catch it because of how uncatchable it was is egregious. It is absolutely egregious. And that call, it was on third down, and it made a huge difference in the game because uh, Auburn ended up scoring a touchdown after that. Huge difference. Changes the game complexity. Uh, the the call where Arkansas made Auburn fumble. And Arkansas recovered the fumble. But they said that due to forward progress, uh, they stopped the play early before he fumbled. That's asinine. Because apparently Sam Pittman was told that, well, they the refs told him that the player was lifted up in the air, so therefore uh, it, he was stopped. And he couldn't have fumbled the ball. Excuse me? Excuse me. Well, he's lifted up in the air. Well, here's my thing. If you're in the air, you can still fumble the ball. If you're diving for the end zone and the ball gets knocked out while you're in the air before you hit the, the, the end zone, you're, you're, you're fumbling. Like you fumbled the ball. Arkansas recovered and didn't get it. And so there was a lot of questionable calls. And I'm not saying that Arkansas didn't get – because they got penalized less than Auburn. So, you know, it's not like uh, all the calls were going against Arkansas. But those big major plays make a difference. And it did in this game. Also, to add to the mix, I'm sure most of you saw the uh, Tennessee Ole Miss game where Tennessee fans were throwing things on the field and there had to be a delay. Tennessee fans were irate at the officiating. They were irate because Lane Kiffin was faking injuries because, you know, Lane Kiffin Kiffin does those things. Uh, But they kind of had a similar situation where they stopped the player at forward progress, which would have been a fumble return for a touchdown. And uh, Tennessee didn't get the call, and so they were frustrated by it. And when all that happens, like you got Greg Sankey coming out on Twitter and saying, you know, this – this cannot happen. We, you know, we I know we're competitive, but these are the types of things we don't want to see. And, you know, what consequences will come with this? We'll have a discussion and see who we need to punish, yada, 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 whatever. Here's my whole thing in this one. Greg Sankey, I like you. You're a great commissioner. You are. You're the best in the country. And I appreciate you. And I appreciate what you did during COVID when it came to making sure that the players were able to play games. Like, I, I appreciate you and respect you. But you and pretty much everybody else who's in power in college football have done a huge disservice to not only Razorback fans, but SEC fans and college football fans in general, as well as players, because you refuse. You refuse to hold the officiating accountable in the same manner that you do everybody else. You refuse to show to showcase any sort of reprimand or punishment. You refuse to ever acknowledge about blown calls. You put out statements that end up being as PC as possible and dancing around the bush to try to make sure that you don't say or incriminate any of the officials. You do all of these things. 
Yet you want to come out and say, this is a greech. Well, you know what? This is the fans fighting back. I'm not condoning what Tennessee fans did, but this is them fighting back. These are fans that get frustrated with the fact that there are blown calls every single game and every single week and in major games and no accountability is held. Nothing. People get infuriated when something bad happens. Major egregious calls happen in games and nothing gets said. Nothing gets addressed. Nothing happens. Now, you can say it happens behind closed doors, but people don't know that. You know, when coaches screw up, they have to face the media. They have to face the the, the public. They have to provide answers for when screw-ups happen because they're part of the game. Same thing with players, even. Players do the same thing. And guess what? If they do something really egregious, publicly, the universities or the SEC or whoever will reprimand them. Find coaches for coming out against the officials and all that. Find the team, find the fans for rushing the field. All of this crap. But yet, when you have the officials that keep blowing calls the way they do, you remain silent. Officials that are time and time again god awful at their jobs, guys like Mark Curls, keeps finding himself in great positions of great games, and he keeps screwing it up. And nothing happens. People are tired of this. The SEC is the best conference in the country, but yet you continue to allow officiating to be as tremendously awful as you do with no signs of improving it, with no signs or plan, at least publicly, of addressing it or anything. It's getting this, it's, it's pathetic. It is absolutely pathetic. And I don't blame Tennessee fans at all for doing what they did. Because, again, you refuse to come out and publicly address these issues and these problems that people have. Because why? Why are the refs the protected class? Fans aren't protected. Coaches aren't protected. Players aren't protected. The administrations aren't protected. Nobody else is protected. But you feel the need to protect the SEC officials. Why? Why? How about this? You have more money than God. How about this? You decide as the conference that you are going to have full-time officials that will make a tremendous amount of money per year. And their only job is to officiate, not to sell insurance on the side. When they're in season, they're calling the games. Well, when they're out of season, they are training they are looking through films. They are in full-fledged training classes and whatnot. Do that. Full-time officials to improve whatever it is is going on now. Because it's not working. And I, I'm just getting so tired of having to address this and having to talk about this. You come out and you talk about the fans. You come out and talk about coaches and when they say things and you find them. How about you start coming out and saying, hey, we screwed up in this regard. Hey, this was a bad call. Hey, we're fining, we're reprimanding, we're, there's consequences because these officials are directly impacting these games. They're impacting livelihoods, they're impacting players, they're impacting everything. And because of their blown calls and because of your absolute disregard for getting it right, apparently, you're causing more problems And because it just couldn't come down to communication. Just communicate. But instead... You just want to keep doing this of what you're doing and thinking that you're going to get any sort of other result. 
It's not, that's not how it works. And it's not how it's ever going to work. So kudos to the Tennessee fans for fighting back. Glad no one got hurt. Hopefully there's something to get fixed about faking injuries because Lane Kiffin keeps doing this and getting away with it. And he's the ultimate troll about it. But yeah, you, you can't be upset about that, folks. You can't be upset by that. The, the SEC is on top of everything. Whatever. I, I, I just, I'm tired of it. I'm absolutely tired of it. I don't know if it'll ever get fixed. But until people start putting pressure on the SEC to fix it, I guess this is just what we're going to have to deal with. The Bilt Bar, though, I got to tell you about that. That's pretty exciting because they have all these delicious flavors to choose from. And right now, a limited time flavor of the cookie dough chunk, which is my favorite as well. It's healthy. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar. And they taste great. They're convenient. So those of you that need a quick snack on your way to work or while you're having the work day to get that extra energy, maybe those of you who like to work out and need that extra boost before or after the workouts, that will, that's what Built Bar is all about. And if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com on your next order. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Where, do Arkansas, where does Arkansas go from here? Uh, they got UAPB, as was mentioned Coming up this weekend in Little Rock, it's an 11 a.m. game. Arkansas should win this game, uh, hit the 5-3 and three and, and all of that, which I will say it is kind of weird that Sam Pittman is 0 for in 11 a.m. games. Uh, last year, the only one that Arkansas had was Bama, lost that one, and then this year the past three games have been at 11 a.m., and Arkansas has lost all three of them. Don't know if there's any direct correlation or not, but it is kind of interesting to me. But either way, Arkansas should beat UAPB this weekend, take the dub, and heading to the bye week, sitting at five and three, it's not ideal because they're one and three in conference, especially with that hot start. But uh, they're still in good position, especially to get try to get everyone healthy, to try to get everybody back on track, and uh, maybe to rejuvenate and get everybody going once again. Uh, but uh, you know, as far as what Arkansas needs to do, uh, Jalen Catalan's pretty much out for the year uh, with the, with his with the surgery that he's having, so that's a huge blow. Um, you know, guys like Dalton Wagner have been battling through injury. Uh, you got a few other guys that are kind of dinged up a little bit. But uh, besides that, they still be should be in fine shape and uh, be healthy enough to keep it going. Uh, KJ's great, and Traylon Burks is awesome. We know that. And the running backs are continuing to improve. Uh, it's just kind of come down to just doing the little things, guys. You know, it's, it's cliche, I get it, but it's just going to come down to doing the small things to try to, you know, overcome the obstacles that Arkansas is going through right now. Whether it's as simply as you know converting on a fourth and short, or catching a catching a, a pass that should be a pick, like that hits you in the hands, making the easy field goals, um, you know those are the types of things that's going to be making the difference. And that's why it's like I'm not mad. I'm not saying like all oh, this coaching staff sucks and, and you know this team sucks and like some of you have been really upset by it and I understand it. But to me, it's not like that. To me, it's just like hey, they're just doing. They're not doing the right things at the right times, the basic things that they should be doing. Like the little small, like breakdown in coverage, like that big bomb that Bo Nix threw is a great throw, but like, you know, Hudson Clark was a fingertip away from taking, hitting the ball out of the guy's hands. I mean, just those small little things would be able to make the difference in these games and in, in this team. So I'm not hitting the panic button, but it is frustrating because you feel like your team is better than what they've been showing, especially when you wanted to beat Auburn so bad as we all did. Uh, but you know, when 
when you push comes to shove, this team is just going to have to overcome those little things. And I think it's possible, and I think they can. And I still think Mississippi State and Missouri, those two home games are winnable. I think LSU is going to be winnable now, which Ed Orgeron is no longer going to be the coach after this season, which I don't know if we'll have time to get into that at any point, but it should be very interesting to dive into. Uh, but still, like all these things going on with that, um, it's a it's a frustrating time, It's but it's still – reason to be excited about the rest of the season like I don't think anybody should start jumping off ship or anything like that there's still reasons to be excited the rest of the season we just got to get there we just got to get there we'll make it all count all right we got that good let's keep it moving and keep it positive vibes here on this podcast appreciate everybody listening in to the locked on razor x podcast be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on itunes or on google play you can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.